The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. So, hi guys, it's Mike here from the Southland Community Law Centre once again. Um, we're still carrying on from last month and the previous to with discussions on family matters um, and family law. And again, with me today, we're fortunate enough to have Jono and, and Rishi from Wood Allen's Brian Lamb. Thank you guys for coming in. No I problem. do sincerely appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll touch a little bit on where we left off last week. But before we do that, just reminding our listeners that this today's session is about information and it is to be treated as information only it is not advice and if you want um, any advice on your particular matter feel free to contact us at our offices on 2143180 so I think we left off um, last time with regards to parenting and, and care of the, the children um, and some of the arguments that might arise. Well, not, I don't think we got into arguments, but sort of discussing that disagreements could arise, mm. and that it's time to maybe look at doing a contract of an official agreement of sorts. Mm. So, can we start there? Sure. So, okay. Um, does there have to be a written agreement put into place, uh, or can a verbal agreement be reached? Yeah. Um, you could totally have a verbal agreement if that works for you. Perfect, but um, it is always recommended to sort of have a written agreement, even if it is just something that's written on the back of a napkin um, that says what it is, um, so that you do have something to fall back on, or else if you do end up having a disagreement, um, it just then becomes a he said, she said sort of situation. So um, always best to have something in writing. Um, doesn't have to be something that's been drawn up by the lawyers or um, something through court, um, but just something in place in, in writing would be great. Awesome. Um, so with with agreements, I, I guess there's two or three that I believe there's a, a parenting agreement and a parenting order, and I believe they are different. Yes, yeah. So uh, the main difference essentially is that a parenting order is a uh, legal court order, which is issued by the family court, whereas a parenting agreement is um, usually just a written agreement made between the uh, parents. So is that addressed like um, you go to mediation or you, you have a mediation? Is that where a parenting agreement is? Yeah, so I mean, um, as Rishi was sort of indicating, um, the parties or uh, parents themselves can enter into their own agreement, uh, which would be considered a parenting agreement. Um, this uh, parenting agreement can also be reached if you were to attend a mediation or that family uh, dispute resolution um, setting. Um, so, yeah, there's a whole means of ways to uh, reach a parenting okay. agreement. Probably a silly question, but which is more beneficial? Um, so in terms of trying to enforce uh, the terms of your arrangement with the other parent, a parenting order has uh, more teeth, so to speak. Uh, steps can be uh, immediately taken to enforce a parenting order, such as asking the court to compel the other person to adhere to the terms of the order if there is a breach. 
Um, the terms of a parenting agreement would first need to be uh, made into a parenting order uh, before that could be uh, enforced by a court. So uh, a parenting agreement is still beneficial, though, as as uh, Rishi's indicated, as it um, hopefully records clearly in writing what those care arrangements agreed to are um, and um, should any disputes arise in the future about it. Right, so my next question about um, enforceable, enforcing a parent agreement, then it has to become an order before any real legal weight can be put behind it. Is that what you were leading to, if I got that right? Yeah, so with a parenting agreement, um, it's, uh, it's a written uh, evidence, so to speak, as to what the arrangement is. Um, if there is a breach of a parenting agreement... Then uh, this uh, and there can be no sort of negotiation or um, resolution of of that breach of the parenting agreement. Then ultimately, one of the parents would uh, need to take some steps to try and obtain a parenting order, so they can then enforce those terms. Um, so yeah, with the parenting order, the court can um, issue urgent enforcement steps uh, if there has been a breach. Uh, what this could involve is uh, getting a social worker or even a police constable involved to ensure the the terms of a parenting order are adhered to. Uh, there could also be a fine received from the court or a sanction of the other person in breach of the terms of a parenting order. So um, uh, my suggestion is uh, don't breach the terms of any parenting order or agreement. Um, as um, you know, the the last thing that people want is to have their ch- children be involved with you know social workers or police constables. So is there a proper process to go about getting, entering into these agreements or orders? Like you said, you can apply. So what, what what's entailed with that? To to get a parenting order? Yeah, or even to arrange for a parenting agreement. How do I go about doing that? Because I tell you over the phone, this is how it's going to be. Mm. You're going, hell no. How yeah. do we get it arranged? Yeah, so I mean, in the first instance, if you're looking at just getting a, a parenting agreement, um, then you would normally need to um, have a discussion uh, with the other parent. Uh, and if you can actually agree on, for example, what days uh, the, the children are in your care versus uh, the other person's care, then um, hopefully the parties can also agree that, yes, we've now reached agreement, Let's actually put that in writing and um, best case scenario, both parties sign the document um, and then each retains a copy for their records. Um, so should anything arise in, in the future in terms of, you know, I never agreed to Wednesday night, um, you can pull out that um, dusty parenting agreement at the bottom of your drawer and uh, have a look at what you agreed to. <laughs> Some of the, the complaints that we get are like parents will have for arguments, say the kids on the weekend, but for whatever reasons, they're going to be late returning them. So like, you have to have them back by five and the kids mm. don't get back till seven mm. on a Sunday night and they're supposed to be bathed and, and you know, in bed and rah-rah. Mm. So whoever the receiving parent is is sort of getting a bit towy mm. and this becomes a norm. So in retaliation, that parent might be a bit late picking them up or a bit late dropping them off or that kind of thing. When that starts to happen, does that negate having to go to court to have these breaches, if you will, mm. sorted or, mm. you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it totally depends on the, the circumstances and the reasoning for why that order isn't being uh, strictly uh, adhered to. 
Um, but essentially, if there becomes a trend where one parent is consistently being uh, late for drop-off time and there's no real good reason for that, then um, the other person can take some steps to, to, to tell essentially tell the other parent that this is a serious document. This could be by, by way of asking the court to, to sanction the other, other person or you know issue a fine uh, because it's, it's just not okay that if, if a parenting order or agreement has been reached, that uh, those those uh, aren't followed. Uh, it's not fair on the child who's expecting um, I'm going to be with dad or mum at this time, and it's not um, fair on the other person who's arranging their life around this uh, agreement. Cool. Okay. Um, child support, Rishi, if I can get you to touch on this yes. perhaps. So who who has to pay and when do these also um, start? Yeah. With, yeah. Well, I guess child support, there are a couple of ways to sort of go about it. Um, one way would be entering into a private arrangement with the other parent um, as to um, how much child support you'd be paying each week or month or whatever. Um, or you can also get in touch with um, the Inland Revenue Department um, and they have a child support scheme that they have in place where they use this big old calculation that no one understands um, and uh, come up with this figure um, that one parent has to pay the other. Um, in terms of who has to pay the child support, obviously, if you're entering into a private agreement, that's sort of usually it's a case of whoever the contact parent is, the parent having contact with the child will pay a sum agreed to to the parent that has day-to-day -day care and that's no issue. Um, when it comes to the IRD scheme, there's no sort of blanket rule. It's not the same. It's not that one the day-to-day -day care, the day-to-day -day parent doesn't have to pay the other the contact parent it depends on each parent's income or uh, and um how much time each the child is spending with each parent you can have situations where you have a shared care arrangement where you're effectively effectively having the same amount of time with the child but one parent still has to pay the other parent some money mm. um through ird because of the discrepancy in income um so it yeah it it does get confusing when it gets through the when you go through the IRD, but um, they do tend to make it a fair sort of calculation, and um, it it is supposed to just cover the basic everyday sort of needs of a child, like food, school, clothes, um, all that sort of stuff. So um, I do believe schools, um, whilst it's not a, a given, yes, they can assist parents with costs for yeah. camps and things like that yeah and that's so. something you discuss with yeah and I, I don't yeah. think a lot of parents are aware that the schools have that available to them yeah. um and i do apologize to the schools if you've pulled the pin on that but <laughs> um i do believe it's still in place in some schools mm -hmm. so it's it's worth just having a quiet chat we've been given the nod for a, a coming close to a wind up again guys it's amazing how quickly this um information chews through the time but I think it's important. So anyway, carrying on quickly. Um, if I'm paying child support and because of pay, um, parity differences mm -hmm. or whatever, what kind of control do I have over that money? Because, you know, I, I give it to you, you go and buy a couple of bottles of whiskey and um, my kids are going to school with no shoes. Yeah. 
what can I do about that apart from, you know, losing my rig, basically? Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a tricky situation because once you hand that money over, it is essentially out of your control and you'd hope that it's going towards what you intend for it to go towards. But in terms of what control you have over the money, almost none, unless you enter into an agreement where it specifically says you must spend exactly $200 on food for this child for the month. So it's it's a hard thing to sort of control it. Mm. Yeah. Because so there wouldn't be like a a joint um, bank account where I can see where the money's coming out of. Yeah, you totally can um, have a joint bank account, of course, because then you can see Mm. what the money is going towards. Um, I think in some circumstances that probably does um, cause more conflict yeah, because if anything. <laughs> control becomes an issue. Doesn't it? Yeah, but um, whatever works for each family, yeah. I guess, is what it comes down to. Yeah, and I think communication is, is one of the key ones here. Um, uh, usually the uh, the receiving um, or the paying parent is uh, the disgruntled one because they don't know where that money's going. And mm. so uh, a lot of the time it's helpful uh, for the receiving parent to uh, just be saying, hey, look, this is... Um, you know, we've we've just uh, bought all the uniforms today, and you know, yep, and um, they're not cheap. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, communications uh, yeah. obviously a big yeah. one to try and de-escalate disputes. Yeah, well, it's it's the key to all relationships, and that whether it's a new relationship or a um, destroyed one, to still communicate. Um, so yeah, again, guys, um, thank you very much for coming in, and we are going to have to continue this over for another session. I do apologise sincerely for that, but um, once again, can I call on you guys to come in and talk to us next month? Yeah, so, I, I see you looking at each other going. Certainly, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, that's awesome, guys. So, if you have any questions that you would like to um, ask about today's session, by all means please give us a call and we can make an appointment or discuss your issues over the phone. If you give us a call on 0321431801 and our office hours are 9am to 4.30pm Monday to Friday. Uh, Also, throughout 2022, um, we are looking at doing outreach clinics depending on where we are um, with the the COVID situation and... um, a number of attendees and whatever uh, rules and regulations are in place so we're not actually keeping to our traditional times at this point but if that changes we'll certainly let you know in your area but in the meantime feel free to contact us on 0800 55 0800 if you would like to make an appointment um, or for details of when we're next in your area and of course if you would like to discuss our, um, your circumstances directly with Jono or Rishi um, or anyone else at the um Wood Adams, Brian Lamb, feel free to contact them on 21828833 or you can check them out on their Facebook or websites at woodadams.co.nz. And once again, guys, thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.